Hello, and welcome to another episode of Fortinet Live. I'm Joe Robertson, Fortinet Field CISO for Europe, Middle East, and Africa, and I'm joined by my colleague, Alain Sanchez, who's also a Fortinet Field CISO for the same region of the world, Europe, Middle East, and Africa. We're going to have a conversation about a subject that's really becoming more and more meaningful these days as we all slowly emerge from the COVID pandemic, securing the future of 5G. I'll start off. Uh, the big thing that I think about for 5G is that it is such an enormous technological leap for business. It's really bringing ultra high reliability, greater bandwidth to businesses. It's combined with very low latency and very high precision uh, geolocation, not to mention the fact that it was really designed for machine to machine communications, not just voice like previous generations have been. So, it's going to be widely adopted by enterprises around the world, both for internal communications, but also for communications of their machines, especially and in an operational technology type of environment. It's really going to become integral uh, part of an integral part of IT, OT, and all vertical infrastructures, in fact. So organizations need to be prepared and they need to plan how they're going to implement 5G. And security needs to be top of mind. Okay. They need to understand how they're going to integrate 5G security in and of itself, but integrate it with the rest of their security posture and their security infrastructure. Network demand is also going to be increasing. And so is the complexity of the network as a result of 5G. It's going to require security at the edges for devices and for applications. So with that, how about if I throw it over to you, Alain, how do you see securing 5G? First of all, thank you for this question, Joe. 5G is happening now. Uh, I'm here uh, in the suburbs of Paris, and I can see this magic little logo on the top right of my uh, mobile phone. So before we know it, before companies know it, it, this is something that is going to happen. And we always think about the massive bandwidth that it enables. But you did mention one of the unsung heroes, one of the unsung attribute of 5G, which is the low latency, which is an immediate access to those applications that haven't yet realized how much they could uh, take out of that. One of them is self-driving car and real-time automation industrial processes. So imagine that instead of having uh, access of, let's say, on, on, a, on a scale of 1 to 100, we now got to have an access that is reduced by 10, even 100th of that. And that creates the equivalent on the network side that we created on the management uh, side, which is empowerment. Those machines that are now about to be 20 billion will have the power to decide to take decisions in real time without necessarily um, things going back to the heart of the network or to the cloud. And that creates a new ecosystem of uh, vulnerabilities. First, the devices themselves, then the middleware, and finally, the applications, not to mention the users. So we are going towards uh, a very exciting, but at the same time, um, a very more uh, distributed uh, world where uh, the attack surface is higher. And by unit of time, the density of potential attack is higher as well. 
I think when you talk about latency, I think that's one of the big things that uh, is driving 5G because in an operational environment, there are lots of real-time processes like in chemical production or in petroleum production or in manufacturing that they can't afford. Like you were saying, having command and control go all the way back to some headquarters, but they can do it locally. That's what edge computing is all about, having those uh, computers there, local, in a factory, uh, in a refinery. But those computers need to be protected just like any computer anywhere. And they are big attack surfaces, uh, additions to this attack surface. Hackers know they're there. They're going to be looking for them. They need to be protected, uh, not only as computers, but then you've got all of those 5G endpoints, which could be actuators or they could be valves or something in a, a production environment. And they need end protection as well. So you know, this shows that the security perimeter that we used to talk about, it really no longer exists. We've been saying that for uh, a while, but now there are edges everywhere. There's the cloud edge, there's the, the, the office edge, there's a home edge, and now there's going to be the 5G edge where every individual device is its own edge. Now, that brings up to me the concept of zero trust. If everything's an edge, you have to assume that anything can actually get infected. And so the idea of zero trust is you don't assume that just because a device is connected from a place that you think is safe, that it is actually secure. We're talking about with 5G hundreds, even thousands of devices that are gonna be connected directly to the 5G network. And then they're gonna be connecting on into your environment, into your computers, into your applications, into your clouds. So assuming that you can trust these devices is not valid. You know, if a computer is on an ethernet port, that doesn't mean it hasn't been infected. So 5G being connected like this is another example. You really need to know who's connecting, not simply where they're connecting from. And that's what zero trust is all about. Uh, Alain, maybe you want to go into a little bit more detail about zero trust and how it would work in this 5G type of environment. What does it mean? Yeah, we're touching here at a fundamental differentiator of Fortinet approach, which is even if you talk about securing the access network, 5G being one of them, you still need to approach cybersecurity from a holistic perspective. And you absolutely need for every transaction, every device, every user, every session, before you grant access to make sure that the resources that are apparently needed by this process are healthy and safe and in line with the normal behavior of the object. For instance, a pressure sensor is a fundamental element in a refinery. And the more you instrument, the more precise you get to monitor the quality of the end product. So what you do is you multiply those devices. However, you need to maintain a knowledge of how they behave in a normal condition. A normal condition can be different when you configure, when you maintain, and when you go on production. So one order, one behavior that is normal in maintenance is highly suspicious in production, and you need to learn that. And only a machine learning algorithm can do that. And it takes time even for a machine learning algorithm to, to do that. 
And let me remind you that uh, Fortinet has been in, in uh, artificial intelligence since 2011. And we own three times more patents than any of our competitors in this area. So we process the knowledge, we learn, we act, and because it's a holistic vision of cybersecurity, we can act intelligently on the firewall. We won't stop the production if not, if not needed, but we would raise a flag, warn the CISO, segment, kill um, the stream if all of a sudden it goes way out of the normal behavioral condition. So zero trust is certainly the friend of cybersecurity when it comes to high density, low latency, high bandwidth 5G networks. And regardless of, of where we're talking, there you were talking actually about zero trust and how it combines with uh, user and entity behavioral analysis, UEBA, which is really a, an important tool in seeing if devices and users are acting normally. And in a 5G environment, that's going to be very important because they're all connected directly to that network. And in the zero trust, you know, knowing that they're acting normally, zero trust says, I am going to authenticate the individual user. I am going to give two-factor, three-factor authentication, multi-factor authentication. And then not only am I going to make sure that the human being behind the device is who he or she says he is, but also I am going to indicate exactly what applications that individual has the right to access. And that zero trust will say, I only trust you to connect to this application in this cloud uh, or in this data center and nothing else. That prevents uh, an, uh, uh, a device that has been compromised or even a user that's been compromised from doing anything that is outside of his or her specific purview. Absolutely. We can, we can draw a parallel here. Let's say uh, 5G is the, the Formula One of the network, right? And someone uh, steals the, the, the keys of a box where a Formula One is and fakes the face of the normal driver. So yes, you can reach the wheel of the Formula One. But the moment you start to drive is not at all in line with the faces whether you're trying the car or the race and the way you are driving has nothing to do with the normal way the pilot, the actual pilot drives the car. So you've stolen the credential, you've stolen the ability to be behind this wheel, but the way you behave, the way your car behaves is not at all in line with what you are supposed to be or with the average behavior that you've been showing in the last 10 races. And we've learned that. So it's not Joe at the well. It's another guy that pretends to be Joe. Hence, you can trigger a whole series. But you can only trigger them when you have an integrated and automated ecosystem of solutions, what we call the cybersecurity fabric. And here again, we see that protecting one edge, protecting one access technology is not the panacea. It's the way... You, you approach the problem from all the dimensions at the same time. So broad, because you see a larger perimeter, if any perimeter now, as you very rightly said. Integrated is you can cross-correlate things that manually are now impossible to correlate, particularly as the speeds goes up and the latencies go down. And automated, because you free 
the human brain from all these repetitive tasks, enabling her or him to focus on what we do best, which is take decision on reliable information based on actual visibility of what's happening in the network, in the core, at the edge, in the cloud. Well, I've driven with you, and I'd say that you probably would actually look like a Formula One driver to your uh, your hypothetical automobile there. But uh, to kind of bring this around to a closing point, you know, I, I think that you know what you pointed out with the the security fabric, the Fortinet security fabric, is that yeah, you know, this is a tool that is extremely scalable. It it actually, when you think about five G, it adds another dimension to the way that we have to approach the cybersecurity problem and having a fabric that already is covering a multitude of different threat uh, attack vectors and tools and, and uh, uh, TTPs that hackers are using, it, it really does bring uh, this new dimension in with, with very little difficulty. So CISOs need to be thinking in terms of what are, am I going to do to extend my existing security posture, make it coherent and extend it into a 5G environment? You know, uh, I think that we're going to pretty much wrap it up here. We are running out of time, Alain. I found it really useful talking with you. Do you have any final words that you'd like to, to leave us with? One is the one we've, we've been all around is holistic. Holistic means this ability to, at the same time, take a step back and see the granularity and the complexity of the ecosystem of architecture. However, holistic never means monopolistic. It's an open series of APIs and connectors that enable to embrace the complexity and the variety of these objects that are now so necessary to make our uh, hyper-connected world a safer place. Well, thank you very much for participating, Alain. This has been another episode of 40 Net Live. I'd like to thank all of you for watching. I'm Joe Robertson, speaking for Alain Sanchez. So long until next time.